Friday night's my sushi night. Don't take that away from me. Don't take, do, <laughs> do not take my Kaiten sushi night away from me. Start that timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I went to the South Philly Walmart for the very first time yesterday, and it was crazier than most Southeast Asian street markets. It was absolutely insane in there. Packed out. Did you have any... did you eat a Dude, bag it was of crickets Wednesday. while you were there? Did you eat a I, bag of crickets? The, oh, dang. They had everything but crickets. First off, it was probably the biggest Walmart I've ever been to. Secondly, it was Wednesday at 2 p.m. And I assume every human who isn't working is at Walmart in the middle of the day. It was insanity. And like employees were getting their pictures taken by kiosks, holding up receipts. And there was like, it was a party, but like a party that, that you didn't want to be at. Was, yeah, <laughs> because I'm like, I just want to come in and get trash cans and this thing to change light bulbs. And that's it. It was a mayhem. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. I South wonder Philly Walmart. maybe they should start putting bars in Walmart just so everybody can just chill. Or that maybe that would make it worse. I don't know. I don't know. That that's that's it, it's a it's a crazy scene, man. I spent three years uh, working outside of Walmart's on a on a promotional tour, but that's a story for another time, uh, Trav, because we're talking about something else today, and we're talking about big challenges when it comes to the location lo- running a location independent business, and you know some of you know, there are a lot of challenges, and you can imagine all the challenges that are involved with running a regular business, but then taking that on the road for periods of time. Uh, but we're going to get into five of the challenges today. You know what was challenging before we get into this, Trav? I'll tell you a quick story. What was challenging was making a making my wife smile this morning because uh, last night I forgot to silence my phone. And um, my, somebody called me at like 1.30 in the morning. We were both deep asleep. It was a bad scene, man. It, it, it was not that's good. A, well, that's a spousal faux pas right there. Hey, we, we both thought uh, it wasn't. I mean, she had the, every right to be mad. That was the thing. Like I, Because we were both sleeping so deep and sleep's been hard to come by lately um, because we have a two-year-old and all this good stuff. So that's been a challenge. And uh, it reminded Dude, me of... move your phone to the other room. I just well, started it was doing in the that other room. That month. was the problem. I had oh. to fly out of bed to go get it. Even worse. I forgot Dang. to shut it off. I just didn't shut it off. I left it on and I left the the noise thing on it was horrible and it was near my daughter's room which was even worse so anyway i was fumbling around and uh, i i got it shut off and you know this kind of leads into the first challenge because um you know finding the time to sleep can be hard finding the time to do things and finding the time in general especially to start up or run a business at certain stages at all stages really um can be a huge challenge, right, Trap? Particularly like, you know, you're working a regular gig. I mean, you can talk about this when you were building up, you know, your EPOP site while you were working, and and you, you know, I mean, tell, you can tell a little bit of your story. Yeah, one but. of the one of the first, one of the biggest. Now, I don't want to call it excuses, but one of the biggest things we hear from people when we when we ask them, "What's your biggest struggle with creating a location independent business?" They will tell us, "I don't have time to do it," and 
I understand that, but I don't agree with it. Okay. So I understand why they're saying it because they don't feel like they have time. And at that point in their life, they probably don't have time. If they're, if they're looking at their schedule, like, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. So they don't have time at that moment, but they can create the time to do it. And that's why I understand it, but I don't agree with it because here's what I did when I was living in Japan. I was working a full time job there. So I was teaching English, um, you know, commuting about 45 minutes each way via bike, usually, um, sometimes public transportation. And, you know, living up, we didn't have a kid, but living up a, a regular life and, and everything that comes with that just happened to be in Japan. And I knew I wanted to create something. I didn't know what the business was going to look like. I didn't know what to be involved in it. But I did know that I wanted to be blogging about frequent flyer miles. And that's how it all started. So what I did was I created non-negotiable time. And I said from Tuesday, I said on Tuesday and Thursday, because those were I just picked two days in the week that I knew I, I could manage. I didn't make it Friday night. I'm going to be blogging, right? You're like, but that's Tuesday not Thursday, happening. Right, Friday night's Tuesday my sushi and- night. Don't take right, that away Tuesday from me. And- don't take, do, do not take my Kaiten sushi night away from me. So I transferred it to like Wednesday night, you know, but Tuesday and Thursday were regular days that I said, okay, there's nothing planned here consistently. So pick that time when, when something isn't consistently planned, you're not knocking anything off. You're not saying, oh, instead of dance recital or harmonica lessons, I'm going to be blogging, but you're saying, okay. And then you pick how long it is for me. It, I, I could commit to two hours. So I said from five to seven, I knew I got home from work at four. So it wasn't right after I got home from work either. I got home, I could eat something, whatever. From five to seven, Tuesday, Thursday, non-negotiable. So when my friends and Heather and people would come like, oh, we're going to go out to dinner night. We're going to sushi tonight. We're we're going to go up to their room, watch a movie, drink wine, whatever. I just, it I was must like, have no, been I'm blogging. Tem- it must have been tempting. I mean... I mean, okay, were there instances I'm sure it was tempting? Yes. I, I remember one specific one. They were going to this restaurant. There was like a pizza restaurant, and I hadn't had pizza in forever. Wow. And this was oak. I mean, it was pretty and decent. You still Japan. kept to it? And I was like, well, because here's the thing. I said, I can go on Wednesday. Like, it was a Tuesday. I remember it was a Tuesday. And they were like, oh, blog boy, blog nerd. And I said, okay, well, guess what? I can get in my car and drive to this pizza restaurant on Wednesday. It's not only open Tuesday and Thursday. So I was like, if I really want this, if I really want this pizza, just do it tomorrow. But you said you're going to commit to Tuesday. And so I just stuck to it. I think that's great, man. I mean, it's also looking at like, you're like, hey, this thing, I know where this is taking me. I want to be location pen. This is the thing. Like, this is a greater, even though it's in the long term, it's a hard thing to do in real time. It's easy to take the short win, but focusing on the long-term vision of location independence can carry you through, right? Like, was that one of the things you're like, this is something I need yes, to have and for I, myself? Yes. And and I didn't even know what it would look like. So it was probably less of a long-term thing. I mean, in my in my head, it was a long-term thing. Like, I knew that. But probably di- when I was turning those people down on that day, it was more of, listen, man, you committed to this. It's two hours. Like, if you can't commit to this, when are you ever going to be able to be successful in anything? If you can't, like, turn down pizza one night on a Tuesday when you can go and get it tomorrow. <laughs> it's a good way to so, think about and I, it. And, and I'm not someone who's steadfast. I don't wake up and meditate every morning. Like, I'm very bad at staying with routine. So I thought, if I only stay, if this is the only thing I do in my life that has this routine, that's good enough. It'll make me feel comfortable. And so if you're looking at this, you're saying, oh, well, Trav, four hours? Like, how are you really going to create a location-independent business in four hours? Or however long your non-negotiable time is. The key is that I did it those four hours, 
anything else was gravy, yes, I'd usually work on it on Saturdays or when I had time at school. And I, so it's not like I was usually only working four hours, but I knew it, at a minimum, if I do these four hours a week, it's keeping me progressing. So that doesn't mean that's the only time you can do it, but set non-negotiable time. You, ha- it's, you have to do it because that's how you find time is by making Making time. time, yeah. There's so many advantages like related to that tangentially to tangentially too it's hard for word to pronounce tangentially um for example like just especially in the beginning like building momentum and making something real because when you start working on something it becomes real and, and then you start getting excited about it and it can carry you through and then of course the the whole concept of like even if you only did those two hours or four hours a week or whatever over time, you have something, even though it seems like in the beginning, it's just a slog and there's nothing there. But somehow you look back six months, eight months, 12 months, and you're like, wow. And just going back to the big picture thing, if you want the location dependent lifestyle, like it can take a lot of time, you know, depending on how much time you have to invest. And some people might not be okay with that. Some people understand, hey, this is like, let me just keep, just keep going, keep grinding, keep doing it. And um, one thing before we go on to the next challenge that we're going to highlight today, Trav, um, I think a huge thing is is when you make that time for yourself, you have to be taking a massive action during that time and the right actions, right? So this is like some of the things that we uh, talk about. It could be you know productivity related. We have this project, the Paradise Pack, which is a, a bundle sale we're running from May 29th through June 4th. And we have over 20 expert products, 90% off. Brian LoFermento, our friend, has a, has a course in there called Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur, where he's, um, you know, it's a boot camp designed to help you take massive action. So it's like, you know, making the most of that time is a cliche, but like really taking massive action during that time and like picking the right things. It doesn't mean it's all going to be successful. It just means, hey, you're going to have a better chance of going location independent sooner if you're more focused on the right things. And, you know, with the Paradise Pack, in particular, you know, the idea is that this is the education, like all in one, one place you need it, has everything you need. So when you're taking those next steps, you can grow with this and you can get the education and implement it right away. You will find in the beginning, there are times where you languish and you spend the two hours like, oh, did I even get anything done? But it, it it's like you, you build it up. Again, it's a skill that then you become more focused and you realize that maybe you only have those two hours if you, if anyone has kids and is listening, uh, and Jay and I do now, you realize like I need to make the most of my time. Even if I don't feel exactly on my game, you can kind of force yourself to push through it when you know you only have that certain amount of time. A quick aside, um, all those people who call me blog boy and nerdy blog boy and whatever those names, uh, all of them still have real jobs, not location independent. They're some of my best friends, but uh, I just want to let everyone know that Hey, all that time paid off for me because I am now location independent. Well, kudos to you for, um, by the way, if you're watching this um, somewhere, uh, this is my daughter. She wanted to come Speaking in and say Speaking of having hi. kids and um, needing to make the most of time, <laughs> we need to move on quickly to our next steps here because you've got the little one at home now who's getting ready to play with you. So the second kind of, uh, the second thing that you have to get past and, and the biggest thing that people struggle with is the idea of feeling overwhelmed and that that idea of, okay, I, I don't even know what to do. Like sometimes it's overwhelmed with the work-life balance. Sometimes it's overwhelmed with what's my first step or what's my next step. But that crushing feeling of, feel, of overwhelm that happens 
to anyone when they're creating a business, but especially when you're trying to create a location-independent business, because then you're trying to do two things, create a business and also trying to live the lifestyle of creating a business, which means travel, spend some time with your children, all that kind of stuff. So that crushing feeling of overwhelm, struggle number two. That is so tough. And um, it's something everybody deals with. So no, you're not alone when it, when it comes to that and when, when it's happening. And when you're starting out, you know, it's, it's a different type of overwhelm than when uh, you maybe you, you get later on and maybe you have some people working for you. Maybe you've brought in some freelancers. Maybe you've even got full-time people. You can still feel that overwhelm. It's just a different way in the work-life balance question. And um, you know, I think what happens to a lot of people, especially in in lifestyle business, because it, a lot of times it does start as like sort of this, hey, I'm one person behind the computer, and I'm going to like do this solopreneur thing and figure this out. And then you reach a point where you either like you don't know how to do something, or you're you're like you're not making enough money, and you don't feel like you're making enough money to like hire somebody to help you. You want to figure it out yourself, but then that takes too much time, and like you can lose momentum, and a lot of different things happen, and um, it's it's really really tough. And I remember being at that point. Um, you know, there are different feelings of overwhelm now. I think Travis, so we have a team, you know, working with us and helping us out, and we're at a different stage in our business. But I I still struggle with the work life balance, and and I do remember what it was like to be at that point where I was bringing on some help for the first time, even though I was paying money I didn't really have in a business that wasn't making any money yet, and all that kind of stuff. And it, you know, I just got to give props to all the the people out there that are that are listening to this, that are on this path, whether you're doing it or you're thinking about doing it, or just starting. The fact that you're here listening to this means you're like you got some guts. You know, this is not an easy thing. And um, these challenges will come up. They're not anything that should stop you. They're just things to be aware of. So when they come up, you can think of our little voices in your head and be like, oh, yeah, everybody deals with this. I'm, I'm not the only one. This is like a normal thing. And we'll get through this. Make sure you get some support and some help and stick with it. Because this is uh, just remember, like you did, Trav, like this is something bigger that you're working towards and and it'll help you get through the tough times, I think. Yeah. And when we talk about overwhelm, one of the things we try to do with the Paradise Pack is to eliminate the overwhelm in a in in two ways. One, the internet is a very big place with a lot of advice and a lot of good people to follow and people who you probably don't want to follow. And it's hard to parse through that and cut through all that all that nonsense and noise and all that stuff because you can get analysis paralysis by just by falling in that trap of of reading and listening to stuff and then not doing any of it. And this is whether you're first starting out or whether you're in any stage of it where, you know, maybe you're trying to grow and you're like, all right, what's the next step to growth? Oh, one person says I should have a blog. One person says I should have a podcast. One person says I should hire a COO. One person says I should run Facebook ads. Blah, 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 blah. There's so much stuff. So with the Paradise Pack, what we try to do to eliminate some of that overwhelm is say, here are trusted authorities in their specific niche that they're talking about. Follow these people. There's there's 20 of them or, or a little over 20, Okay. And they're broken down. Like we don't have five Facebook ad courses in our paradise pack. We don't have five blogging courses or five podcasting courses. We put in one podcasting course and we say, if you do want to do a podcast, follow this course. 
This is one of the best out there. That's why I put it in there. So we eliminate the overwhelm. Second thing, when you guys get the Paradise Pack, we put in a roadmap. And so that roadmap is going to help you. We, we come up with, hey, here are like the four or five people who are most likely to get the Paradise Pack based on everyone we've seen, the thousands of people who have bought it in the past years. If you're, you know, you're going to fit into one of these categories or you're going to resonate with one or maybe two of them, here's where you should start. So if you come in and you have too many ideas and you don't know which one to take, here's the courses you should start with. If you're someone who already has a location independent business and you're doing $3,000 a month, but you want to grow that into something that's like a full on, like really highly profitable business, here's where you should start. So there's different avatars that come in and we teach you, all right, these are the courses that you should start with. So those are two of the things that we try to do to eliminate the overwhelm, show you the products that we think are the best out there in their specific categories and only give you one of those. And then, hey, here's where you should start when you get the Paradise back. That's great. Yeah, I mean, we it's just curating this in, in this way, like you said, can eliminate a lot of the overwhelm on where, you, where should you go to learn these things that, that you need, all these all these skills you need to to make this uh, happen, to level up your business, whatever. Um, the third challenge, I guess I kind of already touched on this, I guess, Trav, trying to do everything, that whole solopreneur journey um, ties in with the I, overwhelm. I, I didn't mean to kind of well, blend those two okay, together. Here's the but, thing. Struggles usually overlap, right? There's not like, oh, I'm struggling with this, but everything else is amazing. No, it's that's like true, yeah. they, they kind of, they morph into each other a lot. And so we talked about the, the crushing feeling of overwhelming, of, of being overwhelmed. And then this third struggle is more the idea that you're, that you're trying to wear too many hats, especially when you start a location independent business. And there's a reason for that. You don't have a lot of money to spend on people usually. You're, you're probably not uh, someone who's getting investors, right? You're trying to bootstrap this. So now all of a sudden, you're the blogger, you're the podcaster, you're the person running the Facebook ads, you're the person writing the copy, you're the person creating the content, you're doing your social media, you're uh, you know, all, uh, the 10,000 other things, you're answering all the emails, you're doing all of this stuff. So you're wearing so many hats as a solopreneur. And that is a huge, huge struggle. One that I think isn't, you can you can kind of, there are things you can do to get past it, but I think it's also a struggle that's one of those that you should just realize that in the long run, sometimes this is going to be for the better too, because you are getting to see every piece of the business. And then when you do get to a point where you can hire someone out, you know, A, the type of personality or person that you need to do that. B, you know, if they come to you and say, hey, uh, this took me this long, or I'm having these issues, you know whether it's BS or not. And three, you know how to talk them through it if if they are not doing it correctly because you've done it as well. So realize that even though you're wearing a lot of hats, try to get some of those hats off your plate as quickly as possible. Well, I don't know why you have hats on your plate, but but then realize though that it's also helping you build up stuff for the future. One tip I like to share around this is, you know, thinking bigger all the time, even if you're just starting out and thinking about, hey, you know, this thing's going on. What are some of the things like I might not want to do later? What are the things, some of the things I don't like doing? What are the, some of the things that I can bring other people in that they can do better than I can? Or like, like I said, things you don't enjoy and start making a list of that, those things that you want to bring people on for later and just put it in like a Google Drive document and, you know, create, start creating lists of like things you're going to outsource and, and get help with. And, you know, maybe things you don't know how to do. And you can also start shooting video tutorials or, you know, creating documents that basically describe or show 
somebody else how they can do something. So you have instructions for that while you're doing it. And then you just kind of keep banking those. And then eventually you get to the point, hey, I can bring somebody on and they have a whole file where it can just get them started right away. And uh, that's, you know, not something we have on our list and I won't touch on it, but that's a skill in itself, like bringing people on and then figuring out how to, how to, how to like hire somebody and manage them and make sure they're getting things done in the way you want to. We're not going to talk about, like, there are, like we said, there are many challenges. We're just highlighting five of them, but, um, that is create the, what you're, do, what you're talking about creates a light at the end of the tunnel too. Even if you're not hiring someone to your social media at this point or you're blogging, at least if you write down all the things that you're doing and start thinking about which ones you would outsource first, it's going to do two things. One, when you meet new people, you're going to say, oh man, that person, like I read their article. They would be a perfect writer for what I'm doing. So all of a sudden you're starting to figure out who might be good fits eventually. Second, it creates that light at the end of the tunnel where you say, all right, I'm not, my plan is not to do all this all the time. It's happening right now, but eventually I'm going to hire out for this, for this, for this, for this. And so it, it keeps you from burning out so quickly because if you, if you think you're going to, like, if I thought I was going to do everything for all my businesses for the rest of time, I wouldn't even keep, I would stop this instant and be like, nope, I'm going to get a regular job. Could it be too much? It's too much. But if I have the light at the end of the tunnel and say, well, eventually I'm going to hire out for this. And here's, and, and I know I'm going to get off my plate eventually. That allows you to think of it in a different mindset. It frees you up. Yeah. A I mean, it is too much at a certain level, I should say. You know, if you're somebody that maybe is already living in Thailand, you're like, hey, I only need to make $1,000 a month. And I, I can do that with like two projects and I can have the rest of my time free. And you might be able to do that without having help and things like that. Like, so of course, it depends on, you know, what your motivation is and how much. You know, you want your business to earn and, and things like that. If if you want to grow it, then you know these are some of the other challenges that that can be brought in. But um, let's get to the fourth challenge, which uh, is one that is an ongoing struggle. You can see, you can see me rolling my eyes. Let me, if you can't Makes see, it. makes me depressed oh, every time we talk about um, it. Um, we're talking about like financial and legal type stuff. You know, bookkeeping, taxes, particularly when you're like traveling all around and, and all these different things. You know, what what kind of entity should I have? An LLC and all this and all of that sort of stuff where, you know, it's not stuff. I think this is a big part where in the beginning people get really hung up. We're like, well, I don't have, you know, a business entity right right now. And I remember the first time I set one up, I was nervous wrecked too, because I'm like, oh, this is am I picking the right one? This probably means I'm gonna have to like, you know, do all this crazy stuff for my taxes. I don't really know. But all I know is to do it, at least in Colorado at the time I did and whenever that was, however many years ago, um, I had to pay like 10 bucks and fill out one form at the Secretary of State's office. And then I went to the bank and opened business accounts. And it was like, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad to create an LLC. Every state has different laws. Every country has different laws. I'm not saying, I'm not dumbing this down and saying, oh, this is an easy thing. Obviously, we have it on the list. It's not. It's like one of those things where you want to say, hey, well, don't let this stop you. But at the same time, hey, you can't totally neglect these things either. You know what I mean? That's the perfect way to put it. Don't let it stop you. Don't let this be the reason that you're not moving your business forward, either that either starting it or or continuing to grow it. But don't neglect it, as Jay said, and have to go back like I did 
like four years into the business and then have to go through like the minutia. Figure it out, you know? I mean, not that that's right. ideal, I, but... I, I did, and, and so I didn't let it stop me. So that was... I mean, the first piece of advice, don't let it stop you. You can go back and figure it out later. So so go forward. But I would definitely tell myself in 2013, hey, at least open a business bank account so that stuff is separate. So when you do have to go back and do this, you're not looking through receipts from like uh, going out for a hamburger and being like, no, that's a personal expense. So at least do the minimum, open up a business bank account get an EIN number if you're in the US. Like, break it out a little the, bit. The basic and infrastructure have, and have be, your yeah. own system business that you at account, least understand. B- business PayPal account, business structure, even if it's like a, we, we call like a, I can't think of the name right now, like a... An a, LLC or or even if you're just doing a... solo, a, um, not a solopreneur, solo, but a, there's a name for that. I'm only thinking of the Norwegian A, so, a sole version. proprietorship. A sole proprietorship. Sole Thank you very yeah. much. Like Trav said, just keeping things separate and then you can fix things later if you yep. need to. But yep. By the way, anytime you have this conversation, don't you have to say, we're not tax professionals. We're not financial professionals. We're not lawyers. Total disclaimer. Don't take this podcast and be like, these guys just told me to do this and that. You know, you, you get it. We're, we're just... And then I want to say... Let's get out. Let's move on from this because it's my least favorite subject of all time. So Jay put it the best. Don't let it stop you, but don't put it off too long as well. <laughs> a business credit Number card five. helps too because uh, then everything's Definitely. separate on that, and that's nice. Uh, but our, again, our fifth with caveats, we're not professionals. Our so fifth challenge uh, slash struggle that that people <sighs> with location independent businesses are going to face is this is. I mean, I well, face I mean, this every day. This is, if if not every day. I, I mean, if not every hour, at least every day. Travis, sometimes shiny. like I, when I'm hanging out with you, you embody this like even more than me. I, I don't know if I've I met a guy who has it more than me, but um, I, I maybe have. But I, we've toned it down a little bit. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Sorry. I've, shiny sh- object syndrome. Shiny object syndrome. Shiny object and that's the syndrome. idea that you just want to... Hey, SOS. Jump. Acronym. SOS. Help. Don't That's do it, right? Right. <laughs> right. It's it's that you just want to jump to the newest thing. You always want to jump to the newest thing and everything intrigues you, which is which is me, right? So that's cool. That's cool that you're enthusiastic about it, that you love life, that you're like, I could talk to anyone about what they do and probably come away thinking of a thousand things that I would, why I would like doing what they do and why I would want to do it better or how I would want to do it. But so it's it's I'm not saying lose that enthusiasm because that enthusiasm and zest for life is what is making you where you are right now and making you want to be location independent and all that. But you have to tone it down as far as actually acting on it, because what we see happen and I've seen happen in my life plenty is that by it's cool to be excited about stuff. But then when that excitement takes your focus away from the things that you've been working hard to build, you're all of a sudden stretching yourself in two places, three places, four places, five places, six places, whatever. And so you're t- if you have a core thing that you're focusing on, and, and if that's gotten some momentum, and if that, or even if it hasn't gotten momentum, but, but you picked it because you, you feel like it's got something to offer and you have something to offer in that way, you can't sell it short. You can't leave it and forget about it and move on to the next thing because you're constantly going to be treading water. Say, hey, I can go do this next thing, but set goals. When this first business makes 3000 a month, then I'm going to allow myself to start a podcast, right? Or, or whatever it is. So instead of jumping to the newest thing, set some goals for yourself with the original thing that then motivates you to, to put time into that original thing 
and allow you to then go have the fun of jumping onto the next project as well. I think you nailed it in the beginning too, where you said, um, you know, that zest for life and, and what I was writing down here when I was thinking about shiny object syndrome, it, it actually, if, if you have that, it just means you have great curiosity, which is the best quality that you can have. It's actually a good thing if you have shiny object syndrome, right? Like, maybe the practice of it isn't a good thing in the sense of like, if you are jumping from thing to thing and you're not getting things done and and you're not going location dependent or your location dependent business isn't, you're not able to focus on growing it in the right way that you want to because you realize you're jumping to too many things, that's bad. But inherently, that means you're a curious person, which I think makes, you know, I mean, and, and like, if you're listening to this, let's, let's face it. I mean, if you love travel, you're interested in this lifestyle, you're a curious person. Like you're, you're yeah, the personality paths, you're, traits are great. It's, it's one of the things we all have in common, right? Especially like if you love travel, it's like, you're curious about the world. So you're curious enough that you want to go out and see it. You're curious enough about living this type of lifestyle that you want to not live a traditional lifestyle. And, and you're open to seeing what that is. You're a curious person. That's a great thing. So I just want to end this on the positive note because we talk about these challenges and these struggles and there are many more we haven't mentioned but that curiosity is is fuel for everything you do and we're just saying harness it properly right and and here's the thing you probably couldn't kill your curiosity if you tried so uh, we're certainly not saying kill it and i don't even know what that would look like because you know you're you've probably been inquisitive since you were two years old asking a thousand questions when you could first talk like myself and probably like jay but harness it that's a great way to put it and some of the products inside the paradise pack help you do just that so I'm, i'm just looking at a few of them and uh for example we have one in here that's called master your mind um, by Caroline, uh, Caroline Makepeace from Why Travel Bug. Awesome. She actually talks about overwhelm. Like, actually, the the five struggles we talked about are are all covered in there in some facet. But mastering your mind, mastering your your ability to focus. Another product in there, Tim um, Tim Leffel put one in as well called Productivity Power. I think that's huge for saying like, how can I be productive in my in that first thing? Like, because a lot of times, shiny object syndrome happens because. You want to you want to go to something new because it's fun and easy, and the harder thing to do is to be consistent and to stick with the thing that you're doing and be productive in it. So his his product helps you do that, especially if you're a writer or you like writing. And then we've got two other products in there that that kind of wrap itself around the mindset. Uh, Chelsea Dinsmore, twenty one days to discover your passion. So that's if you're like you have shiny object syndrome and you don't even know where to begin. Same with Jacobs. Uh, WTF should I do with my life, which is probably the best title I've ever seen for a product. Um, those are for people, and Chris is buzzing me out right now, who are like, I have shiny object syndrome to the max. I haven't even really started anything yet. Dig into those inside the Paradise Pack. They're going to help you reframe what you should be doing, what you should be thinking about. Because again, you're going to move on to other things eventually. You are like, I loved writing about frequent fly miles. Now I love helping people be location independent. I still have both businesses, right? We created an app because we wanted people to get, get cheap flights. We have Airbnbs. So I have these things. So it's not like you, you can't move on to other things and do multiple things. But in the beginning, you need to really focus to get that core thing established. Theparadisepack.com, and as Trav alluded to just a minute ago, it, it, you know, really every course is going to be a blend. I'd say most of the courses are going to be a blend of, uh, you know, all the practical things you need as well as some of the mindset stuff built in because it, it, it is a lot of mind- the mindset. No, you, you can't, can't escape, escape the, mindset the mindset stuff. It's, it's not fluff stuff. It's tied in with the practical stuff and, and everything. So, um, 
you know, this only happens once a year, this Paradise Pack. That's why we're so like crazy about how awesome it is because the value is insane. You get 20 plus expert products from world-class educators, 90% off for one week only, May 29th through June 4th, 2018. Trav and I will be kicking it in Mallorca when we launch the Paradise That's Pack right. for most of that week. So if you're there, look us up. We'd love to meet up with you. Um, and if you're not, watch our videos because we'll be coming live to you from will. Mallorca. We're hoping we have a great internet connection there. We're going to need that. Um, but theparadisepack.com. Listen, if you have not checked it out yet, if you've been hearing us talking about it, if you've caught wind of it, just go on the website, check it out. You can sign up. We'll give you a bunch of free stuff, whether you get the Paradise Pack or not. But this really is like one of those... It's it's a rare thing. It'll it, this combination of products will never exist again um, in terms of like being bundled together, being ninety percent off. Um, this is the only time we can we do it. We can get all these amazing contributors to agree to this and to just to help other people level up when it comes to location independence and lifestyle and travel and everything like that. We want to help as many people as possible. This is the education that you need all in one place. Theparadisepack.com. Trav, you got anything to add to that before I let you go? I just, as you're saying all the contributors, I just smile because I know how amazing they are and we work really hard to cultivate those relationships with them. And every single person that we get onto the phone with when the paradise, when we start ramping up for it, and this is a months, you know, in, in the past now because now we're getting ready to actually make the sale, but it takes at least three or four months beforehand to get everything ready. And we make those initial calls each year. We're like, Hey, you want to be a part of it? Um, and the people who have been in it are usually the ones actually clamoring to us like, Hey, when's it happening? Like, let us know, you know, because you're so excited. But the new people are always so much fun to bring in. And I'm thinking uh, specifically, we we have a course in there called Irresistible Podcasting. And um, Adam Clark, I got on a call with him. And a friend of a friend had told me that his podcasting course was the best. So I get on a call. And it was really cool because he's like, well, you know, what's the benefits and this and that? And you just start talking about why we want to help people. And everyone in there get super excited as well when we're talking about contributors because they're like, yes, I want more people to have this lifestyle. All of these people in here are location independent and they want more people to have it. So that's why I smile because I just think everyone's so happy to help people become location independent because we all understand how big of a role it's played in our life and how much freer and how much freedom we have from it that, um, that it's just cool that we can get those people together who all believe in the same thing once a week or once a year to help others do it. it. It's really, that's the beauty is that it's helping other people do exactly what we so value. And that is a location. Absolutely. Theparadisepack.com. I am going to utilize that freedom I have now where I don't have to like be in a cubicle or I don't have to, you know, do anything right now. What I'm going to do is go hang out with that cute little daughter that's of right. mine that just got home so um we go will kiss some babies buddy i'm going to do that we will see you next time thanks for your time chat soon cheers